Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, White Sox fans, it's Crystal O'Keefe with an episode of Visiting Duckout. We are now in episode eight, brought to you by Southside Sox. Today on the show, I have Michael Waterloo. Michael, please introduce yourself. Let us know all the things you do, the athletic and fantasy pros. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, uh, Crystal, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, I think my dog is excited, too, as she sees somebody crossing the street. So I apologize if you hear any barking. Uh, But yes, I write for The Athletic, for Fantasy Pros, uh, baseball, basketball, football, whatever they need me to do, really, and a little editing at the game day. So I just really, really like baseball and love talking about baseball. So when you asked me to come on, I was delighted and excited. (laughs) Of course. So as of this recording, the Blue Jays are third in the American League East with a record of 13 and nine. However, the Blue Jays were the first team to beat the Rays this season. And the White Sox were just swept by the Rays at the time of recording. So tell me about this team. Like they seem pretty special again this year. Yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, heading into last season, there was the whole Vladdy Guerrero Jr. comment of last year was the trailer, this year is the movie, and the movie really didn't uh, hit production, if you will. So it seemed like there was a little bit of a post-hype around them this year, uh, because what they're doing now is what everybody hoped they'd do last year. But the team is special. The offense is fantastic. They made a some not so popular trades depending on who you talk to this offseason by getting rid of Tay Oscar Hernandez. Um, but you know, they brought in Dalton Varsho, who's been huge for them, and uh acquired Chris Bassett. So the big thing for them has just been the starting pitching. And it's can this pitching withstand the rigors of the 162 game season? Will Jose Barrios bounce back? What's Yusei Kikuchi gonna do? Can Alec Manoa take that next step? So there's been a lot of questions around them, but so far, so good. It's a very, very tough division uh, with the Yankees, who the Blue Jays just took two out of three from, uh, which makes me very happy. Uh, but the historic start that Tampa Bay is off to uh, winning 18 out of the first 21 games, I think it is, or 19 out of 22 after today. Um, 
So, yeah, it's a very, very tough division, but it's a very, very good team um, in the moves they made to shore up their bullpen in the offseason has definitely helped them and it's going to help them as the season goes forward. Yeah, of course. So where do you where do you see the Blue Jays kind of sitting midseason? But then again, you know, as we head to September, October. Yeah, I, I try to remove my bias from it because I'd love to say the Blue Jays are going to win the World Series, they're going to do this. I did have them uh, predicted to finish first in the division, um, but I discounted the Rays, and I don't know why I did because they always do Ray things. Um, mm-hmm. I I think we're going to see them active at the trade deadline as they continue to kind of be uh, – jockey for position between one and four in that division because I, I do like what the Orioles have. So I think that division is going to be very close between all the teams. Uh, so I do think the Jays are going to make the playoffs. I think that that series against the Rays, even though it's April, was very big to show like, hey, they can compete with this team. Um, as always, injuries are going to play a big part. But yeah, I I really like the uh, – the chances for the Jays to make some noise as the season goes forward, especially into the playoffs, whether that's the ALCS make up the World Series or even losing the ALDS. Okay, that's fair. Um, so have you been to a home game yet? Because I know Rogers Center made a ton of really cool improvements, got a ton of new food. Have you been yet? Have you been to able to experience it? Not yet this season. I went up uh, to five games last season, was up there opening day, which was the first home opener since 2019 because of the pandemic. And it was just an amazing experience. Um, But I haven't been this year, but I really want to with the changes they made out in right field to see how close the fans really are to the visiting uh, team's bullpen, Uh, as well as our friend Jordan Cicelli as well. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition champion. I can't think of his name right now, but I believe he was there actually to look at the uh, poutine hot dog. Oh, and that's something I know I will regret, but during the time I'm going to love it. Uh, so I am looking forward to making a trip up there to check out the renovations they made at Rogers Center, hopefully with the roof open because it's just an absolutely phenomenal city, phenomenal stadium, even though it's older. And the food is always good, but I think they're taking it next level up there in Toronto. Yeah, I still feel terrible for Jordan's poor stomach after all of those hot dogs. And I think it's Joey Chestnut, I believe. I actually I met Joey Chestnut last year at like a minor league game. It's very strange. He was eating popcorn. He was trying to set that up. is that is phenomenal. Yes, Joey Chestnut. Thank you for that. That was gonna yes. be just sitting in my brain all day <laughs> she oh I just I felt so bad for her stomach and then she had to try to find the veggie dogs since she doesn't eat meat oh that poor girl yeah yeah she was uh I mean she's able to experience it every day for better or worse I guess that's true that's true she's done she was doing great things though because she did end up just donating to Jay's foundation so good on her for that All right, we are going to take just a really quick break to pay some bills, and we will be right back to discuss this series preview. And we're back. So welcome back. Again, I'm Crystal O'Keefe. We're here with Michael to talk about all things Blue Jays. So where do you see this series with the White Sox? Where, I mean, again, you'll likely sweep us, but do you have any hope for me? I don't I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's going to be a sweep. Uh I mean the 
Kevin Gosman went today, which is kind of good news for Chicago fans because they get to avoid him. He had 11 strikeouts against uh, the Yankees today, and his splitter's just been really, really working. And, uh, you know, they, they get Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios, and uh, Yusei Kikuchi. And as we've seen with Barrios, my favorite thing to say about him is he's consistently inconsistent. But last year, the pendulum kind of swung in the other direction where he was just really, really bad. Uh, you know, so you don't know what you're going to get from him on a start to start basis. First two starts, he allowed eight runs and four runs and then one run and two or three runs. Uh, so the White Sox can really, really take advantage of him just depending on where he's at, if he's able to spot his fastball or not. I, I think the Sox can steal a game or even two because uh, Kikuchi doesn't have the best track record either. Uh, he's really carried over his spring training gains this season, if you will, but his career in Toronto hasn't been fantastic yet and he's been giving up a lot of hard contact just a lot of runs in general so it wouldn't surprise me if if the White Sox uh take the series to be honest with you I I still really like what the White Sox have there I know you know that the it's a fan base starving for just success in the past couple years with Tony La Russa and everything it just made me really upset just to kind of see everything because it's a great city. It's a great team, a great franchise with fantastic talent. So it wouldn't at all surprise me to see the White Sox take a few games. That's nice to hear as the White Sox have yet to win a series at all, which is frustrating. I think they, it went back to like 1969 was the last time they were kind of this bad this early. So it's, it's nice to hear someone actually have some faith in this team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but what are your kind of keys for the Blue Jays to take this series I think it's really uh getting after you know I first thing I look at is just the probable pitchers for the White Sox they have Lucas Giolito who was really sharp his last time out you have Lance Lynn who just hasn't been able to kind of recapture that second half magic that he had last season um where we kind of rode off the first half of the season just because it was very un-Lance Lynn-like and then uh Really just get to Mike Clevenger early and often, uh, hopefully to – you can cut this out if I'm not supposed to say but hopefully to send his uh, bags packing even sooner than people expect uh, just for his terrible performance on the field, but especially off the field. Um, so really just get after the White Sox early and often is kind of the key, especially against uh, Lance Lynn. Uh, you know, Lucas Giolito, I'm in on, but – both of them are just kind of uh, inconsistent, kind of in the same Jose Barrios category there. Uh, so that's really the key, I think, is just really just get out there early and often. Uh, the Jays have some of the hardest hit balls within the league as a team. Matt Chapman's putting together a fantastic season. Same with Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette. So I think they're able to kind of maintain that hard contact and just make noise early against the White Sox and uh, turn it over to the back end of that bullpen with Jordan Romano. I I think they're going to be in good shape. Yeah, you are absolutely allowed to say anything you want about um, the redacted pitcher, as we call him, on Southside Sox, because I don't think a single person listening right now to this podcast is, is necessarily a fan of his. We don't even really cover him on Southside Sox. Um, we skip over that in our six pack. Uh, there are a lot of things we just don't do on his days because he doesn't quite frankly deserve that attention. And it's actually gotten to the point where um, Colleen Sullivan and I kind of started a 
a good trend of when he does start, we have been donating to domestic violence organizations across the country. Mostly the domestic violence hotline is kind of the bigger one. And we've been addressing it to Recon and it goes straight to the front office. Um, but, you know, now my managing editor, Brett Valentini, is doing it. We've had people reach out and say, hey, where are you sending these to? I, I want to get in on this, too. So thankfully, the only good that is came from this is that those domestic violence organizations are getting a ton of donations and Rakan's inbox is filled up with that. Uh, Thanks for the donation. So again. Absolutely love that. Uh, my day job, I work at a domestic violence coalition. Uh, so it's fantastic. We, we do a, a lot of work with the Phillies and the Pirates. And one, things we, one thing we say is if there is like, a player that uh, on your favorite team, uh, we always use the Aroldis Chapman uh, situation with the Yankees, that whenever he gets a save, make a donation. It kind of, uh, you know, it, it, it makes a difference for you to be able to kind of watch the team. And I know there are interesting feelings that kind of pop up and very complicated feelings. So I definitely applaud you and Colleen. I think that's a fantastic initiative that, that you both took. Yeah, we are both pretty heavily involved. Um, I have always been really, really involved with um, the local one here. And yeah, it's, it's just, I talk about how there are like a lot of mental gymnastics, especially for women, especially for people of color and, you know, especially people in like the queer community, we all kind of have to go through these gymnastics anyway, to enjoy watching the sport. You know, they, they've got the whole pride night fiasco that happened down in Tampa where people didn't want to wear it. We've got people like Aroldis Chapman and Mike Clevenger and, Addison Russell and like people like that, that have, you know, been able to still work in this field, play baseball for a living and make millions and millions of dollars when in reality, they don't seem to be a great person. So I, that's my only takeaway is like, I just am going to put my money where my mouth is every single time he plays. And that's how I can at least enjoy this sport that I've loved since I was two years old. So yeah. So thank you. Thank you for what you do. You are also a phenomenal advocate for it. So um, who do you see as kind of the biggest threat right now on the Blue Jays for when they face the White Sox? You know, and with a team that has George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think right now it has to be Matt Chapman. Just what he's doing is just otherworldly. Uh, for a guy who's known for his defense, being one of the top three defensive third basemen in the league with Nolan Arenado, Key Brian Hayes, whichever order you want to put them in, he is doing something offensively he's never really done before. Uh, his He's hitting the ball insanely hard. He, he's batting 367. He has a 684 slugging. He's in the top 199% uh, tile for almost every single stat cast metric right now. Uh, so he's just kind of one of those guys that I don't believe that a player is hot. I don't believe that somebody is due, but he is just swinging an unreal bat right now. And we're seeing the early season, even though it's still early, of course, but within the first 10 days, he had no home runs despite having leading the league in barrels and hard hit balls mm -hmm. now he has five home runs and this kind of we're, we're seeing that regression uh the positive regression hit if, if you will so i think he's the toughest out right now in that jay's lineup 
We're also Whit Merrifield, uh, who's familiar to Sox fans for his mm-hmm. time in Kansas City. Uh, he's reached base safely in 14 out of 16 games. So he's another guy who looks to be taking that second base job uh, for the Jays and is a sneaky contributor for a lineup that is just loaded up and down the whole way. So uh, he's kind of my player to watch is Chapman. And, uh, you know, but you can't ignore the other big guys that they have atop that lineup either. Right. Yeah. We, again, are still already pretty injured with Tim Anderson out. Um, Eloy Jimenez was out for a bit. Um, but he's back, and now he's had, I think, two, at least two home runs just in this Rays series that they just finished up with. And hopefully, Yohan Moncada will be back. I'm still not really sure what's going on there, but he started off really hot, too, um, which unfortunately caused Luis Robert Jr. to slump a little. I don't know what's going on there. But yeah, so. We have some power, and even Gavin Sheets has been hitting with power. Like, I watched the the Saturday night game, and I was like, how did he grasp that ball and hit that long of a home run? Like, this, no one should have been able to reach that ball, but Gavin Sheets did, and he's been doing that a lot lately, which is fun, and Jake Berger as well. These people that, that came up due to injuries, really, and Gavin Sheets that rarely has a spot in the lineup anyway have been doing the most work which is it, it's kind of fun to see it makes their case to like make sure they stay on that roster and maybe bump Romy Gonzalez down and you know just, just get rid of that yeah seeing Jake Berger kind of succeed has been very fun just from an outsider perspective knowing the injuries that he's overcome in his uh, minor league career and it, it's just been great to see just that power come out and really, like you said, work his way into not even just the lineup discussion, but more than likely the lineup whenever the Sox do get fully healthy, which they will. We all hope they will. Uh, so whether it's figuring out something with second base with him or Moncada, uh, yeah, it's just really great to see him succeed. And I think uh, Oscar Colas, too, I think there's going to be some uh, good positive regression coming his way, too. Yeah, he's I hope he really excites me. He's fun to watch as is. So yeah, I hope that. But with Jake Berger, and he, I want to come back to him because he's such a good guy. He launched this site called Burger Bombs, where he is very open about mental health um, and the PTSD he's had from the two really really bad ACL injuries. Um, and you know he he's very open and honest, and was always willing to talk about that. So. I think it's wonderful. I've had some conversations with him in the past where, you know, eventually we're going to meet up and sit down and chat about all of this so I can write it up. But um, he's just such a good dude. And it makes me happy that he is up here on the team right now, still there despite Ayla being back. Um, So I hope he really just hits with power this series too, because I think we really need him deep down. He's one of the best we've got. Yeah, he uh, just uh, like even just being that good human, I think, is just very good. And uh, you love to see good things happen to good people. And I I wasn't aware of that about Burger Bombs, but that's fantastic. Uh, I I think he has a good chance against the Jays because he his power and just his production really comes against fastballs. And if you remember at the beginning of the uh, of our recording here, I said with Jose Barrios on Sunday, uh, or, or on the third game of the series, I think he struggles with the most is his fastball and his location. That's kind of what uh, 
gets him in trouble. So I think really if there's a spot for Berger to make some noise, it's against Barrios in that last game of the series. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So we can move on to kind of just broader MLB chat. I always like to ask every guest, you know, who do you have making it really far this year? Your World Series contenders or your underdog? Like, where do you, what's your thought process going into this season? Yeah, and so before every season, I always kind of break down awards. I kind of do some bold predictions. Um, bold predictions are always fun because even if you hit on ten percent of them, you're you're happy because uh, it's it's a good season. It's kind of like baseball. If you get on three out of ten times, you're a success. Uh, and then I do divisional takes too, and I kind of just look at the teams that I think can make some noise or may make some noise, but might be a year away. Um, and we kind of saw that last year with Baltimore and I just really like their front office. I, I don't like the changes they made to the ballpark from a fan perspective because it takes away all the offense, but it really helps their lackluster pitchers, if you will. They may not have the most skill outside of Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Bradish, but it, it kind of helps them in a very tough division that's loaded with big power bats. So Baltimore is a team that i like as being a fringe playoff team. Um, their team I've been watching. Uh, I'd like the Padres to really just make that push to uh, being a World Series, not just contender, but I have them winning the World Series. I think uh, just with that lineup with Fernando Tatis now back, we saw him hit his first home run of the year yesterday after just going on a tear in the minors. Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, if he can be a little less selective, uh, recommend checking out Eno Saris of The Athletic. He did a piece recently about what's ailing Soto and why he's kind of overselective to a fault. Uh, so that's the team I really like if the pitching can kind of stay healthy. Uh, and then the Pirates are doing fantastic. You know, they've, their winners are seventh straight now. I am from Pittsburgh, so I have a love-hate relationship with them because for 20 straight years, there was never a winning product on the field. And Bob Nutting is one of the worst managers in all sports, not just baseball. But it's fantastic for the city just to see them doing well. And they remind me of the Orioles last year, a team that's kind of coming out of nowhere with a lot of young promise, but might just be a year or two away. And I think that's what you're seeing with Pittsburgh. And uh, one of my favorite teams coming into the year was the Minnesota Twins. And I know uh, that's not what the AL Central fans like to hear, but the pitching uh, for years, they haven't been able to develop their own pitching. So they just built a rotation around players they've traded for or signed with Kenta Maedo, Joe Ryan turning into a budding ace, uh, 
Sonny Gray, Tyler Molly. Uh, they just have a really, really good team there. Um, if they can stay healthy too with Byron Buxton is the big question, but I like the pieces they put together there. Um, they're a team I expect to win the Central and really make some noise. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a fun, unexpected World Series run like the Phillies had last year, maybe where they barely snuck into the playoffs and just got really, really hot. I can definitely see that for them too. So those are some of the teams I'm keeping an eye on and uh, some that I'm really, really just kind of watching as a uh, as an unbiased fan, if you will. Yeah. I, I will say the Pirates have been so much fun to watch as someone who enjoys them as is even, um, I've said it before, like the minor league team down in Indianapolis feeds to the Pirates. So I've been watching all of those guys throughout their entire career. Um, so, I mean, they're just a blast. I'm actually going to go see the Mets face the Pirates at PNC in June. Um, they're just fun, but I've also got the Mariners just because Julio Rodriguez is just so talented. That kid is just has so much potential. So I, I feel like they're kind of that sleepy team that is going to just kind of make their way in another like fringe team for playoffs, like you mentioned with uh, the Orioles. So they're a lot of fun to watch too. But, it's yeah. such a fun team. I, I mean, Jared Kalanick is hitting. Uh, he's He hit a sixth homer today. He's putting together a nice season to go along with Julio and Tay Oscar and the pitching staff they have. That's a fantastic call. And they're going to – Andres Munoz back too. Uh, yeah, and uh, have you been to PNC Park before? Yes, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, same, same. It, it's beautiful. So, yeah, I was going to tell you absolutely enjoy it. But even though you've been there, absolutely enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. My it's spouse has never been there. So I said – you know, because we both like the Mets, and I was like, hey, uh, you need to go at some point. This is my happy place. Like, most baseball parks are going to be my happy place anyway, but, like, this is the happiest of all the happy places at PNC. So you're going to go this year whether you want to or not. <laughs> and <laughs> gonna you're going to enjoy Pittsburgh because it's just such a fun city, and the park is just gorgeous. Yeah, Top Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Please, this is your chance to plug yourself, plug your socials, and again, remind everybody what you do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, as long as it's around, at Michael Waterloo, just one, my first name, last name on there. Uh, I have some work coming out at The Athletic for some midseason updates for fantasy baseball, working on uh, some other pieces there that are kind of hush-hush right now. And uh, also my weekly stuff at Fantasy Pros, uh, MLB. You can find that there. Uh, pieces come out every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, you can also follow along for my day job at PCADV.org, where by uh, Pennsylvania Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And like Crystal said, it's something kind of that we take very seriously, and especially given our fandom it, it's a way we're able to enjoy and the national domestic violence hotline number is 800-799-7233 800-799-SAFE so again thank you so much for having me on crystal this is a blast yeah thank you so much um and again thank you for what you do uh for domestic violence and all the advocacy that you do it it is it is really important especially in all sports it's it's not just mlb related it's it's kind of everywhere so again thank you um but yeah so ladies and gentlemen he's you know everybody 
not just ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you again, Michael Waterloo, for coming on, and uh, best of luck. Thank you very much. Got to enjoy the series. Thanks.